Podcast17.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It's the Josh JP Philosophy. The show is supported by Red Dome Realty and the Legacy Financial Group. So here they are, Josh Cohen and JP Plunkett. What's up, everybody? David Yaz here from the Boston Podcast Network. Just here to introduce the guest and the stars today. Josh and JP are back in the virtual studio. JP is actually literally in the studio, which is awesome. Josh reporting from Parts Unknown, possibly a golf course. And the guest today on the Josh JP Philosophy, none other than Grace Curley, we welcome to the show, executive producer of the Howie Carr Show, columnist for the Boston Herald. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I'm excited. We're excited, Grace. Thanks so much for being with us today. Grace Curley um, from Milton, Massachusetts, Thayer Academy and Providence College. That's right. Uh, Josh is also a Thayer guy. Um, I slummed it down the street at Nobles. Sorry about that. Well, yeah. hey, you know what? This is an all ISL podcast because Dave, the producer, is a Milton Academy grad. So what the hell? Oh, wow. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of slumming it down the street, so there's, there's, uh, I saw yesterday no sports in the ISL in the fall. It's, it's such a shame because it's all so ridiculous. But. Well, speaking of uh, the Boston Herald, um, Grace, this morning I saw that just what you said, that the ISL is canceling sports for the fall through Danny Ventura of the Herald. He's great. Danny Ventura of the Herald's a great Twitter follow. Then he tweeted out about 90 minutes ago that some ISL schools will play, but there will be no champion crowned. Better than nothing. Well, why? I don't even get that. So they're going to play. <laughs> It's just not naming a champion protect people from the coronavirus. <laughs> or am a, I missing something? I'm not a sports person, so I don't know. Maybe I'm missing. I'm I, missing it. I think it'll allow some of the schools to opt out, if you will, and those that have the guts to hang in there. There'll be a de facto informal, perhaps not sanctioned by the ISL. To be determined, but that that's a good question. Well, I think, I think too, I, I think a big piece of it, it's going to be, I mean, some of these schools are boarding schools, and who knows if these parents are going to be sending their kids, you know, who live even in a lot of cases overseas back to Milton Academy, St. Mark's, schools that we all compete against. Oh, so maybe they're, it's kind of like they're not going to count it as a real banner year because it's not going to be fair to some people. I, I get that. that makes It'll sense. be non-conference play, essentially, um, and the kids, I guess, will still get out there. But I think there'll be 17 different stories, answers, and facts and non-facts between now and the third week of August on that. So I, I kind of zone it out. But, but Grace, I guess to, just to kick it off right out of there is, how the heck did you um, get rocking so fast, um, so young, um, you know, between the Herald, between Howie Carr, and some of the other fun things that you've been involved with? It, it's very impressive. Um, you've become quite the uh, media darling. So what's your secret? Thank you. That's so nice. I would say my secret is probably that I started with Howie um, right when he went on his own. He left Entercom and branched out, owned his own network. And I started as basically the, I don't even know what you'd call it, the grunt worker. I was doing a lot of packing books, going to Market Basket with him, selling books, uh, getting coffee, answering calls, stuff like that. And it was such a small company that eventually if you are on time and you just kind of, that's really it. If you show up on time and you can, you know, string a few words together, it's easy to climb a ladder if it's a small company. Um, so I started working with Howie and actually the first time 
I don't know why I distinctly remember this, but when my mom, when I got the job, my mom said to me, you're going to be on the radio with Howie Carr. And I said, mom, he needs someone to help move his books. Like you're, you're crazy. I'm helping with the books. And she said, you wait and see. And then, so probably a year later, I was answering calls in the green room and um, just helping out with the, you know, chump line, the day to day, day to day of the show. And how he started talking about the Clydesdale horses. And he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to one of the producers and I was just, you know, a phone screener. And he was talking about the Clydesdales and how Budweiser's taking away the Clydesdale horses. And under my breath, I said, I don't know anybody who drinks Budweiser. <laughs> and how he kind of, for some reason, that caught his ear and he turned around and he said, what'd you just say? And I said, oh, I just said, I don't know anyone who drinks Budweiser. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, I said, people drink Bud Light, but right. people don't go to the bar and order a Budweiser. And he said, you know what? would you go on the air and say that? Like he didn't understand that I was dying to go on the air. So I said, Oh yeah, I'll go on and say it. And he said, great. And then I went in and I said it. And then he said to me, if you ever have something like that, feel free to step in. So when people ask me like, Oh, how'd you get into it? I got lucky. Howie's a, a good boss. He knows good people. I think when he sees them, he gives people chances. Uh, I don't know if it would have been like that everywhere else, but I just kept my head down, did what anybody asked. And then, if, if they let me on the air, I would take my shot. Grace, how old were you? Uh, at, you so you went to Providence, communications major? Theater major, actually. The theater it's kid. Very then, similar thing. Did you, yes. Did you start right away with uh, Howie out of, out of PC? So I waitressed um, for a couple summers down the vineyard. And then when I graduated Providence, I probably waitressed for another six months. And that's when I started working for Howie. So at the time I was doing both. I think that was something Howie liked too. He likes um, him and his, his wife, Kathy, who hired me. They like people who have a schedule, who get up every day, who work. They don't really care what the work is. But I think Howie liked that I was in the restaurant business because it meant that I could hustle and you know I wasn't afraid of working hard. So um, then I started doing both. I was waitressing during the day or at night and I was working here during the day. And eventually it got to the point where I had to tell the restaurant, I think I, I think I'm going to go with this. It might be a good gig for me. Uh, I so then I, good decision. Yes, <laughs> I think so. And then when did you start at the, Grace, when did you start at the Herald? Um, I started at the Herald. I don't even think it's been a full year. So actually, um, Tom Shattuck recommended me. Oh, JP, you'll like this. My dad's calling me right now. <laughs> he wants in on the scoop. He wants some scoop. Tell JP um, you say hello. I will. Um, yeah. So Tom Shattuck called me one day and said, would you, do you ever write things? Like, would you be interested in writing for the Herald? And I was a writing minor. Um, not that I was an expert or anything, but I said, oh yeah, sure. I, I'd love to. So I wrote a piece and they liked it. And then since then I've probably written probably like 30 or 40 articles thus far. Uh, but I only write once a week, but it's, it's fun. Well, speaking of writing in the Herald, I, I um, was lucky the summer after my junior year, before my senior year at Nobles, um, I was hot. P Kathy um, Purcell, um, Pat's daughter, was my classmate and got me an internship. I was really an office boy getting coffee and this and that. It was great doing obits. But I coincidentally sat next to Howie Carr, who, who would, really? know, would not know me from Adam. But that's right after he returned from Channel 7. Everybody forgets he was on television for quite a bit and was excellent at it. But... I'll never forget that he would be pounding out his column 
on some primitive computer and just laughing his ass off yeah, as he's, he's typing. I'm like, one of the hardest things to do is to be funny in writing, and he does it, and he even makes himself laugh. And I'm sure you see that every day, and that must be so invigorating. He does this. It's so funny you say that because he literally does the same thing, and you can tell how many people he's going to take down in his column by how hard he laughs. Because if he's writing about something and he knows he's got someone good, he will be in there laughing out loud as he types. And I'll just roll my eyes. I'm like, who is it? Who are you taking down? Like, what, what'd you get? Who's on the payroll? Whatever. But when he has a good scoop, he just, he loves it. That is great. He, he is funny. He is absolutely hilarious. The other thing, Grace, that I've noticed, you're very much a pop culture um, maven. You really have um, a knack for for trends and for, uh, I don't want to say that, you know, you're the inside track, um, you know, columnist, but you you, you do know exactly what's about to happen in music and fashion. And, you know, how do you keep such a good nose to the grindstone on some of the pop culture comings and goings? Well, before I've always been Republican, but before I was really into politics, I my dream was to be, you know, one of the girls on the red carpet interviewing people. I love celebrities. Um, since since then, things have changed. I kind of look at celebrities now with a little bit less admiration. But I've redeemed. Why, Grace? <laughs> Josh is not- Josh is a C list celebrity. I, I, I'm not as amazed yeah. by them anymore, Josh. I'm just kind of like. Eh. I don't know. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> but I think that I've retained all that knowledge of, you know, who they are, what movies they've been in. And I've always I've always kind of liked it. I think that theater, too, was part of that. I like the glamour. But um, it was funny because when I got here, you didn't even have to really be an expert because it's being a woman in radio is not as common. So as long as you have a little bit of that flair of knowing what's going on, you're going to seem like the expert in the room. So, mm-hmm. and Howie loves it. He'd rather me talk about the Kardashians for 45 seconds than have to read anything about them. So <laughs> he puts up with it. What is the hottest thing right now in pop culture? Just give us one tidbit on, um, <sighs> you know, who's, who's trending. What's Kanye trending? West, Kanye West is definitely, and, and not because of anything um, politics aside, I think people are just, a bit concerned about, you know, what's going on there. I, and I'm not invalidating any of what he, what he said or, you know, but people seem to be hyper-focused on Kanye West and his marriage and his Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So best of luck to him. I'm a Kanye fan, so I don't know what's going on there. Well, uh, I know that you've met the president. You've, you've spent some time in Mar-a-Lago. I know how he's, I think, a member there. Um you know, what have your interactions been with, you know, Donald Trump and I guess his team and, you know, sort of um, what are your thoughts on what's going to happen in November? So I met Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. It was unbelievable. I was so hyped up. Um, everyone who listens to the show had heard me since I started talking about getting a selfie with Donald Trump. So when he walked by the table, he was exactly what you'd picture. He... <laughs> It was just so funny. Everything he said was, you know, and and then what was funny was Melania was there and I met him. He was really nice, whatever. And then I went over to their table later and he says to Melania, this is Grace. She's Howie's producer. And I kind of thought to myself, he probably met a hundred people in the last hour and he just remembers. Um, but then I I asked him for the photo, which isn't really done there. I don't think a lot of people ask for <laughs> selfies. You did it anyways. 
And I said, Mr. President, no, would you, you later. would you, you ever uh, take a, take a Sorry. selfie with me? And he said, of course, of course. He was like so game for it. Um, as far as, and he was just awesome. And the only thing I, I just kept saying, I wish my dad could meet you. Cause JP knows my dad is like the biggest drum guy. Yeah, um, I'm close. <laughs> but yeah, but as far as, um, November, I, it's interesting. I was just reading a bunch of polls and, um, it's so early. Like I keep telling people that July is, it seems close, but when you're talking about a presidential election, especially at the speed that this news cycle goes at, we have so many more polls and numbers to look at before we even really zero in. I personally feel that he, I think it's going to go either one of two ways. I think either we have no idea the support this guy has, and we're not going to see it until November 3rd. That's the silent majority part of me, which thinks that's going to happen. Then the alternative is maybe, maybe people really do like, Joe Biden. They might. They they might. But I call call it the Erie Pub um, factor. If you go into the Erie Pub in in Adams Village, and I guess you can't do it right now because not enough people are allowed in there. But in in typical times, if there's 75 people there and you secretly ask each one who would you vote for for president, 74 and a half would probably say Donald Trump. So I think there's a lot of quiet support. Uh, but to, to, to get back to sort of the pop culture sort of extra sizzle part of this, you mentioned you met Melania. And when I, when I see her, I think about when Chevy Chase said to Beverly D'Angelo in um, Vacation, when uh, the Christy Brinkley character was in the pool and uh, he got caught by his wife gawking at her. Yes. And he said, honey, how could I like a girl like that? She's ugly. <laughs> Um, Melania is clearly not at all ugly. Is that accurate in person? <laughs> so beautiful. Like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen that close up. And she was so nice. And people weren't really shaking her hand. Like she was just kind of floating through the room. But I stuck my hand out because I was like, oh, I got to meet her. So I just stuck my hand out. She shook my hand. She was so. And then she looks at me and she's like, so beautiful. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sure. But yeah, she was just lovely and he was so nice. And um, actually, who was the guy? So when I went over to their table the second time to say hi, there was a guy there. I want to say Don King. The boxing producer with with crazy hair. Yes. And he was there with a denim jacket on with like an eagle in the back of it or something. But when I was telling my parents the story, it was just very millennial-esque because i was like yeah and there was some guy there um at the table don king and my dad yeah. was like don king, don king right. <laughs> and i was like yeah do you know him but yeah he was there too it was a crazy night don king uh he, he used to produce tyson who's bound to make a comeback but josh um do you have another question or two for your uh, fellow yeah, fair alum before, before i sort of double want to respect yeah, grace's she, time and i'll dive in with a, a wrap-up sure. grace obviously you've got quite a following pretty quickly in your career. What's your future hold? I mean, JP mentioned, you know, you're going to be the next person on Fox, but what's the, what's your vision long-term for what you want to, what you want to do? I mean, 29 years old and you're killing it. So what's that look like? That's first of all, thank you guys. You have been so complimentary. Um, I'm so flattered. I think that surprisingly for me, what has been, I, I obviously always want to do TV, I'm a ham. I like the attention of that aspect of it. But what I found to be kind of a fun challenge is writing. I I like the columns. I like that it requires 
it stretches your brain a little bit further. Um, I keep looking at people on Fox, like Molly Hemingway, who writes for The Federalist, all these really smart people. And I don't know where that where that means for me as far as like where I'm going to go as what road I'm going to take. But I just think that if I can learn a lot and just keep studying what's going on, then that's the tool that will get me. I don't know if it's going to be Fox. I don't know if it's going to be writing for, you know, the Herald, but press secretary press. secretary. Oh, she, and she's is awesome it, too. She's Kaylee McEnany. She's a Georgetown. She's, she's a Georgetown alum. She's so uh, smart. That's the thing. Impressed. Where did she come from? Um, my, my bad. Well, she seemed to come out of nowhere. Was she assistant press secretary or something? I just so think- she was working for the Trump campaign. She was actually at one of the rallies I went to. And I think she was a contributor sometimes on Fox and then they brought her up and unbelievable. Just she's bright, it. really bright. Grace, w- one last question for me. My last, last question. Um, being a conservative as you are in this area, um, I mean, how's that? How, how is that? You know, a conservative columnist, conservative on the Howie Carr show. And a conservative um, woman in a liberal state. A conservative wo- in a to liberal boot. town. What is that? You know, it must not be easy. You know what's funny that you should ask that is that it seems to me right now it's less about actually interacting with people in real life. I don't because I don't walk around with, you know, Trump shirts on, really, if I'm not in studio. I I don't really push my politics on people in social settings. I like to just get along with people and then, you know, keep my politics at work. But what's interesting is less of the dynamic about Massachusetts or, you know, with friends. It's more social media. Like the things that I find I don't share on certain platforms, my Instagram, for example, I'm friendly with a lot of people from school. I would never post anything, even even something I'm proud of on there because people are just so hyper social justice warrior. These people I went to school with and it's fascinating. Like I'll post it on my Twitter and stuff, but that's where I feel the most uncomfortable being a conservative and not I'm not ashamed of it by any means but I'll have people from high school writing to me on Twitter you know things that they wouldn't say to me at a party you know like kind of not mean but very confrontational that's where I find the most um awkwardness to be is social media people get real gutsy (laughs) you mean your 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 Thera Academy alums who grew up in Hingham who are social justice warriors now? Yes, a lot of, um, yeah, and it's not even fair so much. It's just people people I know. And then, and then, for example, the other day I posted a picture of the American flag and I said, it was a few days after the 4th of July, and I said, oh, I forgot to post for the 4th of July. I hope everyone had a great July 4th. Not everything has to be, you know, Republican, Democrat. It was just a tweet. And some guy tweets back at me, you know, you're communist pig or whatever he wrote. And I looked at his profile and I don't mind the trolls, but I looked at this guy's profile. He had a photo of his family at like his daughter's wedding, his full name, a normal person who's writing this to me. I'm like, I could go out in Harwichport this weekend and see you on the street. And you're writing this as if we're never going to interact in real life. It's just the virtual stuff is weird because Mm-hmm. I've had second cousins write things to me on there. You know, like, it's just, this guy Trump has made people truly deranged. 
well, J- well, JP, I, one, I, one moment, JP, yep. for the record. How could I like a girl like that? She's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Well, listen, Grace, it's really, it's, it's Josh, uh, Josh and my honor. We've had, um, we've been lucky with this young podcast. We've had Matt Hasselbeck, great guy, NFL brand name, Dave Wedge, um, kick-ass reporter and uh, author. Maybe, maybe we can get, uh, get uh, Tom Shattuck on. That'd be great. Tom's great. He's a fun interview. And to have you, Grace. I listen um, to him quite a bit on Jerry Callahan show. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, great. Grace has got a big fan in Jerry Callahan. Uh, Kurt Schilling's always saying great things. And I think just, I a, just about everybody uh, loves Grace Curley and the path her career is going on. And it's been a pleasure. We really appreciate it. We encourage everybody to read Grace's column in the Boston Herald. Uh, check out the Howie Carr Show. Um, fantastic radio show that she's a big part of. And Grace, any parting words before we say goodbye? My parting words. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. I can't even tell you how um, flattered I am when people want to have me on their podcast. I think it's so cool. And yeah, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And my parting words would be not to you guys, because I know you're normal, but to everybody out there listening, take a deep breath. Everybody's going to take a deep breath. People are losing their minds. And Great. also vote, also vote for Trump. 2020. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Grace Curley, thank you. Grace, and, can you uh, Grace, thank you. Sorry, guys. Grace, can you tell people where they can follow you on Twitter? Oh, of course. At G underscore Curley. You should also follow at Howie Car Show. You can go to HowieCarshow.com. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Newsmax from 4 to 5. I'm on at 4.30. And you can follow me on Instagram at G underscore Curley. Go get it. I love it. Thanks, Grace. That was great. Bye-bye. Thank Thank you. you. It's the Josh JP philosophy. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and please share it with a friend or a colleague in your network who would be interested. The show is supported by Red Dome Realty and Legacy Financial Group. For more information on these organizations and how to get in touch with your host, check the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for listening.